Last week, someone was giving me a ride from the convocation to Albany. We are going through 205, and this entrance to the highway was facing us, and I was the co-pilot, not the driver. But someone wanted to get into the highway, and my friend didn't yield to this driver. So I was just curious who was the driver. So I turned to my right, and this young lady was giving us the finger. I'm not going to tell you which one, but I was, like, surprised. And I think she was surprised as well. Like, she was not expecting a priest to be in the car. And I told him, like, did you see that? No, he didn't see it. I just, like, got it all. Jesus says, today you are my friends. Can I call her my friend? For sure on that day, no. But Jesus says today, as the Father loves me, I love you, love one another. He invites us to love in a deeper way, with a supernatural love. And this is so true. When we face any human encounter, the heart is binary. It's two options. Either we treat people as foes or as friends. Either we think or we feel they're friends and we want to give them love, or we treat them and see them as foes. So the invitation of the Lord is very radical. Love one another as I love you. He invites us to, in principle, to be predisposed to treat each person as a friend. And this is possible because Jesus is proposing like a waterfall of love in a sense. It's very simple. He says, the Father loves me. That's the source of all love, where everything springs from. I also love you. So the Father loves Jesus, and Jesus loves his disciples. And the third step is love one another as I love you. Father loves me, I love you, but then you need to show the world that love. That's why Jesus says today, you are my friends. You could understand this phrase, one, from coming from Jesus. The speaker, the, the subject of that sentence is Jesus. He says, you are my friends to his disciples. But also he wants us to pronounce those words to those who come to us, that we could be able to say, you are my friend as well. So this is what the resurrected Jesus is trying to do in this Easter season. He's trying to convince this inner circle of disciples of his divine love for them, so then they can take that divine love to the world. And that's what he wants to do with each one of us. The world needs to see a higher form of love. In a world that is so divided and so aggressive, and it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Christians need to show the light of divine charity. And this is key to understand 
in the first place and most importantly, the love of Christ for us. If we get that, then it, it is easy to say you are my friends. If we don't get it, it's very difficult. So let's look at the gospel today and see how this truth that is so beautiful, but sometimes we don't really grasp the truth of the love of Christ. We have all these layers of doubt and, and the enemy, no Satan himself, who instill doubts inside of us. Reread the gospel of John 15, this beautiful gospel, through the lenses of the love of Christ. First he says, no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus says, I give my life for you. My love is a self-sacrificial love. I give my life for you on the cross. We have heard this so many times. Do you believe it? Do you believe that when you come to Mass, he's laying down his life, he's renewing his covenant of love with you? That when you communicate in Holy Communion, you're receiving his love and his friendship. That he says to the inner soul, like, you are my friend. That you receive divine charity in the moment of Holy Communion. A love that is from heaven, that equips you to say those words in a powerful way. Then he says, I have called you friends. I have told you everything I heard from my father. Basically, he's saying, I have shared my heart with you. I have opened up my inner heart with you. There's no secrets between you and me. That's a sign of friendship. That's a sign of love. Someone who reveals his inner self. I love this picture that shows how God embraces us through his word. The scripture, the revelation of all that Jesus has said is trying to convince us of the love of God. If you read the New Testament and the Old Testament, the Bible from beginning to end is all one summarized message, that God loves us. And that's what we read in the second reading, for example. God is love, says John in the second letter. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. God is love and he loves us first. We heard this. It's an intellectual truth. But we need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us deeper into that truth. And basically, take from our minds to our hearts what the scripture says as truth. So I have called you friends. I have laid down my life for you. I have said everything the Father told me. Then he says, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. Basically, he says, you have a mission. 
You are called to bear fruit. Your life matters. You are not just one more individual in this universe. I have appointed you to bear fruit and fruit that will remain. You are meant to be planted as an instrument of my love, wherever you are. And basically, Jesus is saying, I want you to be my instrument. And then he says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So this is a sign of love also, because he's saying, I love you and pray in my name. That's the tricky part, no? Pray in my name, align with my will. And whatever you ask, I will give you. So Jesus is saying, I'm ready to bless you. I'm ready to give you whatever grace you ask. That's also a sign of friendship. And the list could continue. The manifestations of his love, the ways in which Jesus calls us his friend, could continue. But he wants to convince us that our lives are grounded or held by a firm, everlasting, supernatural love. If we get that, then we will love the world with a stronger, more clear, more pure, more luminous, more self-giving love. So in this week, I invite you to pray with the words, you are my friend. I invite you to write it down in a post-it or in your phone. Just put, you are my friend. You can maybe just put the acronym, no? the Y, the A, the M, the F. And say it in two ways. One is, let Jesus say those words to you. Let the resurrected friend pronounce those words to you. When you pray, especially when you come to Mass, let Jesus say, you are my friend. Let your soul be convinced of that divine friendship. You can add your name. Ignacio, you are my friend. You can change the language, like, Ignacio, tú eres mi amigo. Or if you speak German, well, I'm not going to tell you, but you can say it in German. Whatever is your first language, Jesus speaks it. Your first language is English, um, sorry, Spanish, English speaking by a, as a second language, especially if he's Argentinian. But whatever is your language, he will speak your language. So let Jesus pronounce those words. You are my friend. In the second place, you can also pronounce it. Every human encounter we face could be an opportunity to treat someone as a foe or as a friend. So as you speak with people, you can say to your soul, remind, you are my friend. With the people you love, you are my friend. 
with the people you don't love, your enemies, your foes, those who give you the finger when you drive, you are my friend. To those who feel jealousy or envy, you are my friend. To those maybe you feel resentful or distant or cold, you are my friend. Maybe I don't love you with the intensity and the love I should, but I know the Lord loves you and I want to be a visible icon, a visible reflection, a visible reminder of that divine friendship that you extend to each human person.